0: the way they uh, start the festivities, or a big part of the festivities there, uh, is that. The singing of uh, Back Home Again in Indiana. Hugh, uh, here's a quiz for you. Uh, do you know who that is? That's that's <laughs> a guy who sang it for many, many years. He has uh, passed away recently. The last year he did that was 2014. But uh, do you have any idea who that is singing? I, that?
1: I get an F for the day. Just give me a no,
0: fail. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say that, because it's, it's really obscure. But listen to who this is. So you hear that voice. That is Jim Neighbors. Really? Who you know better as Gomer Pyle, USMC. Right. Right. But he had that great singing voice. And he sang back home in Indiana uh, again to uh, kick off the Indy 500 for many, many years. And people who, who uh, you know think of Gomer Pyle would never associate that character exactly. with a singing voice like that that Jim Neighbors had.
1: Exactly. That's why I was willing to just take the F. <laughs> I'll take the I, fail. <laughs> it was a stretch. No, yes. it was a stretch. Wow.
0: So, yeah, well, uh, maybe a guy uh, with a similar singing voice, I don't know, uh, joining us now from Indianapolis. Our good friend Jeremy Butel joins us, 2005 Baylor grad and working in radio in the Indianapolis market. Uh, Jeremy, good morning. Uh, what is it, 13 years at the station there?
2: 13 years since I moved back from Waco, Texas. John, you've been in the car with me a few times. You probably have heard me sing, so I'll let you be the judge on that. <laughs>
0: you so when Jim Neighbors uh, stopped doing that, you weren't the first call to pick up you know, so Q, that. You right?
2: know, Q, Q takes the F on that trivia question. John, uh, do you know who is taking over the duties on that? Oh, <laughs> I'll take an F. Uh, no, I don't. Who is it? It's the it's the uh, opera singer who does the Blackhawks games. Oh, um, he's an Indiana University grad, uh, Jim Cornelison. Nice. And Very he good. took the mantle in twenty eighteen.
0: Very nice, very good. So, Q, I got an F on that. That's one, right. We, we all failed together. <laughs> <laughs> That's good info, uh, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Well, how are you, man? It's great to hear your voice and great to have you on with us today.
2: You too. How are things in the uh, in the two five four? Yeah, good,
0: probably about like they are there. You know, probably. we're all sheltered in and hoping for sports sometime soon.
2: Yeah, for sure
0: what's it like uh, in indianapolis uh, you know memorial day weekend is such a big weekend and really the eyes of the sporting world are on you know the brickyard and indy 500 but no race this year at, at least this weekend
2: you know the omnipresent mantra or joke in in you know late night tv these days is you know what day is it what week is it time is yeah. nothing time is meaningless and that's probably been overdone a little bit but the truth of the matter is it doesn't feel like we should even be at the end of May yet. Um, we've also had a pretty cold and rainy spring here, so we haven't had that typical nice weather yet. And so it, it I had to remind the staff here that hey, don't come into work on Monday um, <laughs> because it, it's a holiday. But it, it really doesn't feel like it's here yet. And yeah. you know, when I when I moved to Indianapolis in 1992, the Indy 500 is before the the card split and all that. And the Indy 500 really was everything. Yeah. And the the, the the month of May, you know, that, that phrase means something here. The month of August just doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm-hmm. But it was even more prevalent back in the early 90s when I moved here. There were, you know, checkered flags streaming from every store awning. There were replica race cars in, in parking lots, and there were meet and greets, and the, the Steak and Shake car was out in front of the Steak and Shake, and that kind of went away over over time anyway. Yeah. yeah, And so it hasn't felt the same, especially since I moved back in 2007. It hasn't really felt the same. Now, working in media, I was more exposed to the Indy 500 than I had previously been, so that's a little tough for me to judge, but it it hasn't it hasn't had that all-encompassing feeling in a few years anyway, but it's obviously uh, much less so this time around. I got you. Wow,
0: that's good. Uh, and and you say, you know, the month of May, and that's that's uh, a great term. It means a lot there because it's not just the race and race day. It's the month leading up to it, the uh, practices on the track and the time trials and everything like that. So it really is a, a big buildup leading up to the race uh, on Memorial Day weekend.
2: I used to live up in that area and then I worked, um, when I was first starting here at the station, in the morning I worked at a warehouse up on 16th Street, uh, which if you know anything, uh, it's just down the down the road from, from IMS, and sure enough, as soon as it flips to May, you hear him practicing in the mornings, mm-hmm. and obviously you can hear it from a little ways away. And then, yeah, um, practice on the weekends and, and, and on radio stations here. There are daily, you know, talk of gasoline call-in shows. And uh, it, it does kind of take over. People decorate their porches. And um, I had a, a, a good friend posted on social media on May 1st this year. It's, it's May and it's Indianapolis, darn it. And he put his checkered flag out on his porch anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it, it does. It, the month of May means quite a bit here. Jeremy Butel, our guest, Baylor grad, uh, working
0: in the media in Indianapolis, and glad to have you with us.
2: And, and I
1: know we've been talking about the the races and what that means there up in Indianapolis, but let me take you back to April, and, and what did the NFL draft mean? I mean, obviously the combine always goes through through uh, Indy, but what did the NFL draft mean and uh, what the what the Colts were able to do and now have a new quarterback in Phillip Rivers?
2: There are, uh, I don't know the percentages, a number of Colts fans have – uh a list of two quarterbacks that they hate in this world and obviously Tom Brady is is number 1 on that list <laughs> and for many people Philip Rivers was number 2 and uh, when the when the rumors started to circulate uh I know that was uh some some Colts fans had to um talk themselves into a situation like that. Now, um, when they drafted Ethan, the quarterback, um, I think that kind of helped signal the future a little bit. Uh, But I think they can – probably adjust to the idea of living with philip rivers as the signal caller for at least a year
1: <laughs> nice uh, Well, i saw i saw where uh head coach frank Reich thinks he's going to be there for multiple years but one guy i did want to uh mention real quick was uh, michael pittman jr who was the wide receiver that was drafted uh he he's a real deal player that should be something that colts fans are excited about
2: i think you know for a long time it's been a lot of ty hilton and right. not a lot of else yeah. and there has always been a star quarterback in place up until Jacoby Brissett here, and um, you know there were the legends like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, and then uh, Hilton kind of took that mantle. But but recently, people have grown really frustrated with the weapons that have been available uh, for Colts quarterbacks to utilize, so I think going so offense-heavy when you talk about Jonathan Taylor and and, Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob Eason and Michael Pittman Jr., everybody loves uh, offensive players they've heard of when it comes to the NFL draft, (laughs) (laughs) so I think that was a lot of fun.
0: Jeremy, along those lines, a uh, different sport, but the uh, Pacers uh, and Reggie Miller and that group, mm-hmm. uh, they got a lot of airtime in in the last dance, uh, you know, the story of the Bulls. Uh, did you watch all those? and What would you think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Illinois, and so um, my, um, my Chicago sports roots run deep, so that was <laughs> appointment watching for me every Sunday night, and I yeah. knew... I knew the Pacers episode was coming this past weekend, and I heard from a couple of Pacers fans who were kind of dreading it. Um, but then when I heard from them Monday morning, they, they were beaming with pride that MJ said that that was the toughest run they had from anybody yeah. in the entire uh, the entire dynasty was from that 97-98 Pacer team. And when you look back at the Pacer team, it was completely loaded. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Chris Mullen, maybe not in his prime, but still an effective player. And then and Reggie and Jalen Rose and the Davis brothers and Rick Smiths was still very effective back then. So that was a team that never quite got there. They, they made the um, NBA Finals in 2000 and lost to the Lakers. So they never got a ring, but that's a really respectable roster now looking back. It really is.
1: That was one of those that I felt like, I mean, and maybe outside of, of Indianapolis, they never, ever were appreciated the way they should have been. Because just that roster that you mentioned, man, they were some players. They were some real good deal players out there.
2: I think, yeah, I think there was a, a realization of that on Sunday night for some people. Um, obviously, Reggie is still very you know visible in the media these days, so people know that name. But people probably didn't realize the, the depth of that Pacer roster.
0: Yeah, it was impressive, and, and I read something about how impressive Reggie was in his interviews. You know, in that series, like he kind of he kind of stole the spotlight a little bit. You know, in the the clips they used of him.
2: As a as a Bulls fan, I um, <laughs> people talking about MJ's push off of Brian Russell, uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. the the Reggie push off of Mike to hit the game winner was well. uh, that was highlighted in the last dance, and so that was that had some of my Bulls fans friends crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeremy butel with us from uh, from Indianapolis uh what, what do you think uh do you think when it gets to August and the 500 this year is scheduled for August 23rd do you think there'll be the build up in the month of August I mean like you said that's just different than it normally is and then how do you think it'll it'll play out once you get
2: there uh in late August for the race I can't imagine it being the same if if Things go as planned. The NFL will be the talk of the town by then, um, and that's tough. Um, it's not a huge college football state, um, and we don't know if we'll have that. Uh, hopefully we do, sick them. But um, mm-hmm. if that's the case, that's that's another thing that's competing for for uh, for exposure. Um, who knows if the NBA finals are going on at that point? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm a sentimental guy. When When the calendar flips to May, in the, you know that spring weather hits normally, you just you start to feel it. I'm uh, I am the designated decorator of our front lobby here at the radio station, and I, <laughs> nice. I'm in charge of putting the Indy 500 display up this year. And uh, I didn't do it this year. I I don't think I will on August 1st. I'm just <laughs> I can't imagine that I'll be feeling it that way. Tomorrow would have been Carb Day. Yeah. Uh, John, we're being deprived of REO wagon and Sticks in concert. Yeah. Wow on uh, on Carb Day at IMS, it's just uh, I think that was pushed back in August as well. But I, I just can't imagine it being the same
0: yeah i can't either cuz it fits in the calendar so well and this is the spot you know this weekend for the race and you push it to august it just changes the dynamics of what else is going on that weekend and everything else um but uh, but still a great event and hopefully you know hopefully it uh, it goes off without a hitch and and what are they saying or do they know yet about fans
2: uh in attendance in august I talked to one guy who who does a sports show locally here last week and he said I can't imagine a scenario where we have people there. That's kind of a shame. Yeah. I don't know if this made national news or not, but Roger Penske bought the track uh in November. And I mean that was that was obviously huge news locally and he is pouring a ton of money and resources into upgrading the fan experience there. Mm, okay. And they were, in, in, on one hand, you could say, well, they, they've been granted more time to have that ready, all these upgrades and improved restrooms and better parking and, and huge um, media screens. Um, to me, I think it would have really transformed the experience because uh, I haven't been since 2016, but it was it's a little bit of a primitive experience um, mm-hmm. waking up and heading down there and spending the day there. Um, so they were on their way to... To really, really ramping up the fan experience, and I, I don't know how much money they've poured into that already. I'm sure quite a bit, um, but yeah. For for I, there was a, a NASCAR race on Sunday with no fans, right? right. Um, and I I saw some highlights. I didn't watch it live, but I remember um, there were where I saw the highlight of them interviewing the winner, and he's like, "I just won a race, and it's dead silent in here." <laughs> And that's, uh, man, for a place that gets packed out like that here in Indianapolis, uh, I'm having a hard time picturing it.
1: How much does that take away from the event as well? Because we, me and John were talking earlier that just racing in general is one of those that really to, to uh, really uh, appreciate it and enjoy it. You've got to be there in person.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I'm sure it's a big hit to the economy, um, if if there are no fans i heard somebody say last week uh racing is the sport where there's no home team right now a, a lot of locals do go to the track uh on race day and i don't know if if people know this nationally but we get blacked out here because yeah. it's other than 2016 for the 100th running um it's technically never a sellout right so people don't get to watch it live on tv here wow. um but as far as like the the people coming in from from out of town for the for the race, I'm sure that's a, a big deal for the economy. Race day is huge. The uh, the the traffic patterns for that day are just insane. I I said earlier I used to live up there. You couldn't if you were not at your home at a certain time, you had no chance of getting home until late in the evening, just because the traffic patterns are are all switched around and it's kind of chaotic. Jeremy, uh it's it's fun to talk
0: to you and you know you're from a different part of the country. Can you give us a sense of what Indianapolis is like right now? Are restaurants open, or malls open? Uh you had a haircut any time recently. <laughs> I'll send you a
2: selfie, John, and let you be <laughs> yeah. the judge of that. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs>
0: I um one this past Saturdays. First first time in two months. So uh, I yeah, a haircut
2: it. I have not had. Um the mall opened last week. Um, I drive by it every day on my route to work. It's been kind of slim pickets in the parking lot. I have not ventured in yet. Some restaurants are open. I have not dined in yet, so I can't speak personally to that experience. Um, things are kind of waking up here, especially the outskirts. Marion County, which is Indianapolis County, that's still under a little bit more of a restriction. Um, It has been, it's been really quiet. There was one night where uh, late at night I um, drove downtown to Monument Circle and and around uh, surrounding areas and I saw maybe three people total. And that was just, um, it was kind of a stark experience. I ended up taking quite a bit of pictures because I thought I may never see something like this again where a, a big city like this looks really like a ghost town with an eerie quietness and that that was quite an, something to experience so it's uh i'm sure nothing too unique uh we're you know bordering um illinois which is on you know much more advanced lockdown than us and i've got some friends over there who are growing really frustrated but uh slowly but surely things are starting to open here
0: okay Well, man, it's great to visit with you, and uh, thanks for your perspective from there, and enjoy the weekend, even though there's no Indy 500 coming up on Sunday.
2: But great to visit with you, and thanks for your time this morning. If you need to scratch that itch, you can go to ims.com slash 500 at home and figure out the ways to still still celebrate the month of May from the comforts of your home.
0: Oh, very nice. The old (laughs) virtual way, huh? Very Thank good. Hey, know. Jeremy, great to visit with you. Thanks very much.
2: I appreciate it. Sikkim.